Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. As Utah continues to grow, businesses large and small rely on an increasing number of foreign workers to help our economy scale and accommodate the growth. But a recent announcement from the U.S. Immigration Services Office is planning to double or even triple some of the immigration fees. So how do these fees impact Utah families, Utah businesses? How will this change Utah's overall economy? Uh, we're really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Nat- Natalie Elderia, who is the Director of Immigration and New American Integration for Utah in the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity. Uh, Natalie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so let's uh, jump right on in here. So give us a, a sense of what are some of these fees? Obviously, doubling and tripling any fees always causes us uh, a little bit of concern. Tell us what these fees are, how it's going to impact us. Sure. So the fees that USCIS is proposing are, are pretty much across the board with um, any uh, immigration uh, visa or process that, that it needs to take place through USCIS. Um, I will say that they have retained the fee waiver for low-income or vulnerable populations or for certain humanitarian programs and have limited in other areas. But um, but across the board, it's a pretty significant increase in primarily in employment-based visas and, uh, and with green cards as well. Um, so there's a, a variety of ways that impacts both individuals, um, households that are trying to petition or to apply for green card applications, but then, of course, the businesses themselves that bring in both skilled and essential workers annually around 5,000 to the state each mm. year um, with close to, I think it's around uh, three to 400 businesses um, individually that, that, um, that help, you know, support our economy and a lot of uh, essential goods that we receive yeah. um, in the state as well. Yeah. And so let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Cause I think uh, one of the things that I, I know you have talked about is sometimes when we think about some of these visas, we, we sort of think it's agriculture uh, that that's where all that's happening, but it's really much more than that. It definitely is. Um, so when we look across the board, there's uh, the H-1B visa holders, which are um, primarily skilled professionals who are working in a variety of industries from life sciences, manufacturing, healthcare, education, um, a lot of IT and, and software engineers and such who come to the state of Utah to contribute. And then even with other visa holders that are um, that are seasonal employees, but working in retail, wholesale, manu- and also in manufacturing, um, of course, quite a bit in agriculture, but, but it is uh, pretty broad across the board in terms of the types of employment visas that people are utilizing within the state. So give us a sense of of what these costs are. Obviously, a big business can absorb those without a a whole lot of heartburn, maybe a little bit of heartburn. Uh, But to a lot of those medium-sized and small businesses, give us a a sense of what kind of dollars and cents are we looking at that may actually make it prohibitive for some of these businesses? (laughs) 
Well, as you said, in, in some cases, it's double or triple um, for um, some of the visa processes. I don't have them all detailed out in front of me, but they are posted online on the Federal Register so individuals can go look and see how that might impact. But when it comes to small and medium businesses, um, you know, we see that, that there is a hesitancy to really uh, utilize some of the foreign labor programs and employment-based visa programs um, because, A, it's, a, it's a, a complex process, and, B, it can be um, very costly. And so this will even further, I think, deter some of those small and medium-sized businesses from engaging in foreign labor programs when, when really um, across the board, but especially with small and medium-sized businesses, they're struggling for workforce right now. So that's why it's really important for people to take a look at the Federal Register and uh, look at how this might impact your business or even your individual um, community, whether you're part of an immigrant community or not, and to provide feedback because it's not final. It's not a final rule. It's proposed. And so there is 60 days to ensure that the federal government hears from constituent, constituents that are impacted by these fees. Um, but but it, is, uh, it does pose significant barriers for those small to, to medium-sized businesses where large businesses and corporations would, would likely absorb some of those fees um, and have the infrastructure in place to really do heavy analysis on what that um, the cost-benefit is for them. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, Our uh, friends on KSL.com uh, talked to uh, one immigration uh, expert who said that uh, for some of these fees, they, they range anywhere from $4,000 to $12,000 per worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously that's a that's a big chunk. Big companies, probably okay. S- uh, small and medium, that's, that's really tough. But give us the kind of the other end of that in terms of how this uh, impacts uh, families here in the state of Utah. Sure. Well, we have a, a very um, lively and growing immigrant population that's here, um, and they come in a variety of pathways. And so um, for um, for those particularly who are looking to um, to apply for a green card, they're a lawful permanent resident applying for a green card um, and uh, and trying to um, to navigate that process. Um, for a family to apply, it can be, you know, three to $5,000 for, uh, for a family of four. And our goal here, right, is to make sure that people have um, a pathway to, to status, to permanency, to residency, um, so that they can engage and, and fully participate in our economy and our communities. And so when we see these types of increases, it really does impact the individuals and those with families. Um, that may just be above the fee waivers um, ever so slightly. Mm. And for most, most you know, families, um, put, putting out, you know, two to $5,000 for a green card is just is not, real, is not realistic in a lot of cases. So 
deter those people from maintaining that status or from uh, for, from applying as well. Um, so we're hopeful that that USCIS will reconsider some of those fees that that will um, that definitely impact the businesses, but also the individuals um, who we want to um, to maintain uh, maintain status in the state and don't want uh, cost to be a prohibiting factor to do so. Uh, great insight, Natalie Natalie Eldiri is the uh, director of immigration and new American integration for Utah and the governor's office of economic opportunity. Natalie, thanks so much for joining us today. This is critical for individuals and families here in the state of Utah, for small and medium-sized and even large businesses, important people who play a vital role, not just in our businesses, but in our community. Natalie, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for some top-of-the-hour news. Much more to come in hour number two of Inside Sources. Stay with us. I'm Boyd Matheson. We'll be right back. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.